them all your worries. Sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get a wife? The white red. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everybody, wherever you are in the world. My name is Vince Taglavia. This is Makes You Think. Uh, Red Pill Project's Saturday night podcast, well, one of them, right after this, uh, David Whitehead and Joshua Reed are going live with another episode of Marsh Chronicle with a special guest. So uh, stay tuned for that, because right after this, at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, Joshua Reed and David Whitehead have a special guest for the Marsh Chronicles. So enjoy that. Of course, as always, I'm joined by uh, Jim Bob Shorts. And uh, hi, everyone. A real life actual pirate, perfectly appropriate for today's topic. You know, yeah, which which I which I'm super excited about. I mean, I know it's been uh, two weeks in the making because we had some stuff last week, which is totally cool. But I'm excited about this one. Gave me some time to do some extra extra digging around. So be on my ball on the conversation here. It's interesting too. I mean, I've always looked. What we're going to be talking about are oceanic mysteries, mysteries of the sea things of that nature. And it's always fascinated me. And I've always been terrified of the ocean too. Not terrified, but I certainly don't like big open bodies of water and floating on top of them or swimming on top of them. Although, you know, it's it's definitely a place of wonder. It is. And have you ever like been out in uh, a lake or the ocean just like swimming? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I I swim in like Rick, uh, I sl- I swim in the rivers and lakes on the regular, but like I've even been out, <clears throat> I've been far enough out on a boat, like in the ocean, that you see nothing around but ocean, and that's uh, that's see, pretty leery in itself. I have to, um, but maybe I was a kid the last time I was out in the ocean, and I was on a boat to Catalina Island off the coast of California, and it was nothing like we, uh, open ocean but we 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 well when a friend of when a friend that actually gave me this keen name that i use uh mm-hmm. passed away he wanted to be buried out, or he wanted to be set free out in the ocean and so we, mm. we we took a pontoon out until we couldn't see anybody else or land and set him free dude that's scary <laughs> and, you know yeah when Ooh. things go wrong and you're out there in open water like that it's it really goes wrong. It's almost like when things go wrong in space, like it's close to it. Right. I mean, because there's not really anything around if you're the only thing out there. And it's just so vast, um, unbelievably vast. And uh, we'll talk about that. I want to talk about just the fear factor of it, though. Um, yeah. There's deadly animals that eat humans. Sure. There's Mostly everything in the ocean is unknown. We've only explored a small percentage of the ocean. Right. They commonly say, you know, less we know more about the surface of Mars than we know about our oceans or things of that nature. That's true. Sure, sure. I mean, we've got we've got areas that are practically untouched just because they're too deep for anything that we have to get down there too. Too deep and too far from any land. It's like 
nobody ever goes out there. Who knows what's out there? It's like, uh, we'll talk more about that. But I have a creepy, scary story as people are filtering, filtering in here on an example of like when it rains, it pours in the ocean. And there's tons of these stories. Um, I mean, one, before I tell you the main story, for example, I don't know if you've heard about this, but I think it was in the 30s or 40s, a um, advanced for the time submarine just went missing, just bloop, gone. And it had nuclear capability and all this stuff. And it's a lot of people attribute it to, well, you know, the Russians got it or... You know, just various different theories, but things like this happen all the time, especially in areas like the Bermuda Triangle or uh, high uh, anomalous zones such as that where people record uh, malfunctioning devices of their electronics, their... I mean, you know, the Bermuda Triangle, of course, is going to be your most notorious spot for that. Like, you've yeah. got you've got anomalies everywhere. But no, yeah, you're right. Like, there is like there is other recorded places in other cultures that they talk about, like parts of the oceans and stuff that are, you know, they claim to be haunted or ghost ships or mermaids yeah. or or I mean, Curses. Lord knows what. It seems like a common factor throughout history, I guess that. Uh, the ocean is a is a place of wonder and, and mystery. Yeah. Yeah. And it really just brings me back to history is a lie and life and the world is more intriguing than I think any of us have been ever told when I started just digging into all the different mysteries surrounding this. And I heard this messed up story. So let me tell you about a story. It's uh took it took place off the coast of Nigeria. And a ship was being uh, accompanied by three other vessels, and it was being towed uh, off the coast of Nigeria through some pretty bad weather. Uh, so it had ship out front towing it with a tow line, and it had two sh- two boats, tugboats, on the side of it st- stabilizing it. Um, there was a man in one of these tugboats. His name was Harrison O'Keen. And the weather was bad. Everybody was used to it, um, but... It got, uh, Harrison got up out of bed and went to the restroom. And when he did that, just so happened that they got hit with a rogue wave. And there's rumors about rogue waves where they could be just unbelievably massive, like hundreds of feet and just come out of nowhere and hit you on the side and you're done. Just like walls of water out of nowhere. Rogue waves. That's that's wild to think about. Have you heard of rogue waves? I have, I, and and I've even <clears throat> I've even seen it like depicted and stuff, in in different you know di- different things on the television and stuff. As far as like boats just being out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden that rogue wave comes up, just swells yeah. up from nowhere. And people tell these stories, and they come home, and they're like, "We rode a wave. It was two hundred feet out of nowhere." And people are like, "Come." on get out of here you're just embellishing everything like you always do uncle ted you know or whatever but yeah it's real they're recorded so they get hit and immediately get knocked on this the boat gets knocked on its side and water starts rushing into this boat now and and then that in itself makes you has its own kind of wonder and amazement to it because you know think about all of the sunken ships oh 
throughout history i mean and not even even ones that we have no like i guess real record of because it's gone you know what i mean and there's and you know the plethoras of treasures and stuff like that that could just be scattered everywhere they say there's more lost treasures and artifacts and ruins underwater than there are is on land and actually like if you look at maps of uh the topography underwater uh, surrounding the united states is a huge continental shelf so most of the continent is underwater or half of it along these edges and this is like most continents sure and there's ruins sure. dude but so oh yeah you, i mean the rogue wave a... tips the boat on the side while he's in the restroom water starts rushing in he can't get the door open he starts panicking because the water's pushing against it shut because it's rushing into the hallway he finally gets the door open and by the time he gets it open and gets out into that hallway, more water's coming down and washes him to the back where he's now standing on the roof because they've completely capsized. And it's just filling with water, filling with water. He gets pushed back into another uh, bathroom. And nobody else is around because on that ship, it was uh, part of their um, procedures just typical procedures lock all the doors because pirates are a problem still Pro- pirates are an actual real problem i don't know if you guys know this of course jim Bob knows it's his full-time sure. job but yeah, yeah i'm a different kind of pirate but the kind of you're talking about <laughs> is totally a real thing like yeah the, uh, the somali pirates will pull up on you with a lot more advanced equipment than your old swashbucklers will and you know they will they will rob people quick like that's a that's a real thing it is a real thing so Everyone else has their doors locked and they're sleeping, so uh, he's not seeing them. But the ship starts sinking. It capsizes. He washes into the back bathroom and it starts sinking. He can't do anything. The lights go out at that moment, too. It's pitch black. He manages to swim up in the bathroom and find a pocket of air. Yeah. It's just a few feet long and a couple feet wide. And he's thinking this air bubble is going to leak out at any moment and I'm going to suffocate and die and drown in here. The water's cold. He's only wearing his boxers, and they're going down. Eventually, boom. They hit the bottom of the ocean. 90 meters, I'm 30 meters deep, about 100 feet deep. And he's in this air bubble. Pitch black, cold water, weird noises. He starts hearing noises. Sure. The ship. He thinks there's animals. He thinks there's sharks eating his friends. And he's just sitting there. There's nothing he could do. Um, so he starts praying. And he thinks of his family. He remembers some prayers that his wife told him. And he's prepared to die. Um, well, he's getting colder and colder as the time goes by. And he's just hoping to see some light or something. He's kind of decides I'm going to wait this out as long as I can. This air bubble seems to be kind of sticking around and maybe, maybe I'll get rescued. So he tries to get himself out of water, out of the water. So he doesn't get uh, hypothermia. What he does is he swims into the room that's attached to the bathroom he's in and gets like paneling off the walls and just anything you could find. He ends up finding a can of soda uh, swims back, he builds up his platform and he's mostly out of water and he waits and waits and waits and he nurses that coke for several days 
think he was under there for four or five days. Wow. Till finally he sees some light and he reaches out and he's able to touch a diver's hand. And these divers uh, brought him some gear, slowly got him out of the, slowly got him up to the top of the surface. They stopped him halfway and brought a chamber for him so that he could regulate his pressures and didn't get the bends and die. He ended up losing consciousness, but at the end of the day, he survived. Everybody else died. Yeah. What a story. Be the only surviving person in a sunken ship. I know for like five days. And they say that like every day after that, he had extreme PTSD Every single night, sure. he would wake up in a jolt, thinking that he was in a sinking ship. I mean, I, respectably, for real. Like that's that's very rarely does a sink go, a ship go down like that, and people you know live to tell about it. So, and and the, and the fact that he survived that long in a in an air pocket is pretty amazing. Like that yeah. dude, defi- that dude definitely had something watching over him for sure man like, dude the ocean got in a jolt sorry hold on i got a spammer nope yeah yeah the uh you know, the the ocean is a is is definitely like a deep mystery i think no, mysterious uh, should go down out there and I, I i i don't think there's anybody that i've talked to to that doesn't like to go at least visit the ocean so i mean of course I there's definitely that dude definitely feel there to I guess make those stories you know what i'm saying like a lot of people like to say those the, the stories of mermaids are all made up and make-believe but you can technically find them all around the world yeah and you know this it's it's i, I just i've i've always been highly interested in the ocean I, I didn't do a whole lot of sailing but i have you know been out and done a little bit you know been far out into the ocean like you guys like you were talking yeah. about earlier and i've been i've been down some weird coastlines where people have actually told me stories of mermaids and such so uh, just some pretty neat that's stuff. pretty interesting dude i don't i'm not a big fan like honestly i don't really want to go on a cruise ever um not my style yeah and i don't sail i'll go out but i don't go out as far as i can't see the land that's crazy to me but people have always been doing it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it a few times. I mean, it is it is nuts. And I, I will say it is uneasy when you're out there. When you're standing there and you're looking around and only yeah. the people that you're with is all there is. Like, that's – it is kind of, you know, an uneasy feeling, especially when you do see sharks out that way too. Yep. All right. I just want to say hi to everybody. Good Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're liking the show so far. We're going to get deep into this in a sec here. Just some interesting tidbits about the ocean. Uh, we have a Navy vet in here also. Steely Dan. Cool. It's deadly. Interesting. Welcome. Um, thank you all for joining us. What's up? <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, hey, Oak Tree over there on Rumble. And everybody else. Sorry about the spam over there on uh, Pilled. I think we got it moderated now. Um, <laughs> but uh, here we go. Welcome. Uh, welcome, Picasso. All right. Anyway, let's jump into it. Just, you know, I wanted to start with a little bit of normal normal um, ocean facts. Like we, like, like we said, uh, most of the ocean's unexplored. Things like that, yeah. right? So let's just look real quick at these. Really, sure. I, I think this is. T- I'm not exact 
sure the exact numbers, but I know it's like wildly low at how much of the ocean they've actually ex- explored. I've heard 1% and I've heard 5%. Yeah, like um, I've heard the 5% I think is closer to the real and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even sure. It could be the 1%. Shoot. Right. They say that our oceans cover more than 70% of the Earth's surface. And the majority of life on Earth is aquatic. There's more life in the oceans than there is on the land and in the air. Isn't that wild? a lot of stuff out there. All kinds of different breeds of fish. They say 94% of Earth's living species exist within the oceans. Wow. 94%. So, like... We're, we're, we're nothing. We are we're just... everything in the ocean. Like, yeah, dude. This is an ocean planet, essentially. <laughs> I mean... Which, which would make sense and in, in, in maybe a lot of the weird stories that don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who knows what really is under there? Who knows? Yeah. Less than 5% of our planet's ocean have been explored. Okay, less than 5%. The world's largest mountain chain is underwater. Just to give you the scale of how deep this body of water is there are more historic artifacts under the sea than all in the world's museums i could see that yeah yeah and we only know a fraction of the marine species in our oceans yeah i think i think there's something like they they discover a new fish like almost every day yeah dude totally with all these like uh, awesome submarines they send down to the deep sea and whatnot every time yeah. they find something pretty One of the much good things about about robots, you know, they're being they are being able to send some of these robots into places that humans have never been able to set foot. Yep. Uh it's possible to find rivers and lakes beneath the ocean. Yeah. Uh when when saltwater hydrogen sulfide combine, it becomes denser than the rest of the water, enabling it to form a lake and rivers that flow beneath the sea. It's really interesting actually. Pretty cool. It's, it's kinda it's it's kinda like Goo Lagoon and SpongeBob. Oh yeah, totally. And over most of our oxygen is produced by the ocean. Most of the continental U.S. lies beneath the ocean. And the Pacific Ocean is the largest and has 25,000 islands. That's that's a lot of islands. And when you look at it on Google Maps, <laughs> you definitely don't see that many islands. You know I know. That's crazy, huh? Like, like <laughs> yeah. what's, what's going on out there? Yeah, where are the islands on your satellite imagery? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Right? 25,000 islands. Let's get out that's of town. That's a lot. Like, that's, that's a, Where are they? Are you just leaving 24,700 out for no reason? Is there, is, there, <laughs> is there a way I can purchase one of these islands? Because I will leave everyone alone. <laughs> oh, man. People go nuts on islands. It gets really boring. Maybe. Uh, maybe maybe that's how they become pirates. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Anyway, let's talk about this interesting tidbit here. There's a place called Point Nemo. Yes. Also known as the Oceanic Pole of Inaccessibility. It's described as somewhere absolutely no humans have been in the middle of the entire ocean. They say if somehow you ended up here, the closest person isn't even on Earth, but the astronauts in space. Interesting. Here's an image of that. If you look at like Google Earth, you could look at this yourself. From one perspective, one whole portion of the planet is just all ocean. Hmm. Did you realize this? I mean, yeah. 
but I, I guess I guess I never really. I mean, I, I've I've heard of the point the point Point Nemo thing before. Like, but I sit here looking at it makes it in this perspective makes it look quite interesting. And it's really interesting. My conspiratorial mind starts racing when I start oh, reading a little bit more about this. It's not named after. What? It kind of looks like there's tunnels down there. Just saying. Oh, those striations are something else. Right. Well, so they say it's it's uh, more than a thousand miles from civilization in all directions. Actually, well over a thousand miles. It's like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred miles from civilization in all directions. Uh, Point Nemo is unlike any other place in the world. Um, they figured this out by using um, technology to locate it, and it was actually only discovered in the 90s. Nice. Um, they give you coordinates. Um, clearly, there are no human inhabitants anywhere near Point Nemo. The name Nemo itself is bo- both Latin for no one, as well as a reference to Jules Verne's submarine captain from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Captain Nemo. In fact, the location is so isolated that the closest people to Nemo are actually not even on Earth. The astronauts aboard the, Ast- the International Space Station are around 258 miles from their home planet at any given time, so they are the closest when they're overhead. Wow. That's, that's wild. Yeah, dude. Um, so they go in a little bit more. One interesting fact is they say that um, there's not a lot of animals there either hmm. because an enormous rotating current that actually prevents nutrient-rich water from flowing into the area, um, they say that keeps food out of there. There's no food source. It's impossible to sustain any life in this part of the ocean other than the bacteria and small crabs that live near the volcanic vents on the seafloor. See, I'm highly skeptical about this. Right. That, that makes, that makes, see, that's when they start getting into things and it makes it like, are, are you making this up? There's like no reason to go out there. There's nothing there. Nothing there. Nothing we checked. It's the currents. The currents are yeah. weird. There's no yeah, food. No, there's no animals. There's no food. You should <laughs> never come this way. As a matter of fact, you might get hit by space debris because that's where they crash the rockets from space. Yeah, yeah, they all they all just happen yeah. to crash there. In that area. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And it brings up questions. No, when you when you start telling me I can't go somewhere and that you've explored it, so there's no reason for me to go there. That's what I'm like. Well, I guess that's where I need to go. Right. Dang it. Who wants, to start, who wants to start a fund and let's go take a cruise, guys? We'll I was doing some this research and I was like, so you're telling me no one's doing explorations over here because the current or whatever, or it's just so isolated that it's kind of a bitch to get out there back and forth? Like, <sighs> Come on, man, let's talk to Josh about it. The, the red pill uh, uh, trip to, to Point Nemo. We'll make it a cruise oh my thing. Gosh. <laughs> we could. We need funding for a red pill submarine. There we go. <laughs> well, guys, if, if, if everyone gives us one dollar, we might get close to getting one started. <laughs> we might be able to afford the blueprints. Hey, um, I'm really, I'm in the right direction. <laughs> I would love to do that, except I would probably chicken out. That's scary, dude. The it is no seriously Nemo. because something goes wrong. That's it. Yeah. No one's ever gonna find you. Yeah, there's got to be a lot of weird stuff out there. Josh talks about sailing through just the emptiness over, like, I don't know, not probably not Point Nemo, but not far. Maybe, you know, hundreds of miles they out pro- to sea. I'm about to say, they probably have a point where they, you know, where they where they go around it or something. 
because they're told they have to because they're hiding. <laughs> yeah, imagine the giant. Who knows? There's a giant vortex in the ocean or something that's just sucking stuff down. Right. There's just uh, Atlantis is right there. Just, just chilling. <laughs> Nobody. Just a giant. Just people running around half naked eating grapes and stuff. And doing nothing. The nipples totally free. They don't want you to know. Yeah, they don't want you to know. <laughs> Who's they that say that? Who say what? They. When I say they, I'm talking about them. The them, the others, the ones who know. The people, the people that no one will ever truly know who they are because they have so much money that they, uh, they, they, they are intentionally will ever be known. Yep. We don't even know their names. Yep. We don't even know their faces. Probably never will. Um. <laughs> I do say that a little. They say, blah, blah, blah. It's just anecdotal. It's what I've heard. It's what, you know, through the grapevine, that kind of thing. Anyway. Sciencey people and stuff like that. That's who says it. <laughs> Sciencey people. Uh, have you heard of the bloop? I have heard of the bloop. The bloop is, was a big thing, like, when it first. Yeah, so this. This was recorded by several underwater mics, and uh, see, I'm going to say it again. They say it's been debunked, but here's the sound. Uh, hold on. Let me make sure I share my sound with you. Oops. So it just sounds like bubbles. It does of some kind. But what they uh, they say the sound was captured by underwater microphones more than three thousand miles apart. Befuddled scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmosphere Administration were at a loss to think of something large enough to create such a loud sound underwater, and dubbed the mysterious, mysterious sound the bloop. Uh, scientists, however, quickly thought of an explanation. Uh, writer, uh, when writer H.P. Lovecraft first introduced readers to his infamous titular tentacled monster of our titular of uh, in 1926's The Call of Cthulhu, he wrote that the creature's lair was the lost city of Ryle in the South Pacific Ocean. Lovecraft gave Ryle the coordinates, which are astonishingly close to the point to to those of Point Nemo, to where the bloop was recorded. Uh, and where the bloop was recorded. The fact that Lovecraft first wrote about the sea monster in 1928, nearly a full 50 years before Lucatella calculated Nemo's location, led some people to speculate that the pole of inaccessibility was, in fact, home to a yet undiscovered creature. So this was what they thought. Then it was a massive creature underwater. It's the Kraken. The Kraken, the Megalodon, uh, something, right? Oh, well, man, I think the Megs are real now. I still do? think those exist. Oh, man, I did too, but I, I don't have any evidence, but it could be. But they said, oh, just, well, nope, it's not anything like that, you guys. As it turns out, the bloop actually was the sound of ice breaking off Antarctica and uh, not the call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu? Cthulhu, what? Cthulhu. Cthulhu, thank you. I'm retarded. Um, Point Nemo does, however, 
have at least one other eerie claim to its name due to its remoteness and distance from shipping routes. The area around Nemo was chosen as a spaceship graveyard. Um, they say that spaceships uh, are crashed there. Interesting. Allegedly. I don't know if there's a lot to support that, but okay. Um, come on. An iceberg breaking? Get out of town. Bloop. Right. I, I, I mean, they're, they're... Yeah, I don't think so, guys. Yeah, they get they get a little much with, like, try... It just gets into, like, more of that cover-up type stuff. Like <laughs> That's what I start thinking. There's another one called the Julia, the sound they call Julia. Let me pull that up. Pardon me. This is another sound they call Julia. sounds like a lady named julia all right well hi julia nobody knows no yeah no that's that i mean it's interesting it almost sounds like a cat a kitten's purr yeah it sounds musical and they say it's an iceberg hitting the sea floor bull (laughs) (laughs) i mean come on like like when 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 I say I don't trust what 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 they tell me, I I pretty much mean all of it. <laughs> like, yeah, they well the NOAA for one. Right. Right. Because because they you know because I mean I like to get into things that you know there's a lot of like hidden type history. So you, you're not gonna tell me that there if there is something crazy like that in the ocean, they're not gonna hide it. One because it probably caused mass hysteria. <laughs> And two, because, like, they want to use it. <laughs> I know, dude. For sure. If, you, if you're if you a three-letter, if, if your agency has three or four letters, PMEL, the NOAA, the FBI, whatever, <laughs> I don't want to do business with you, and I don't believe you. That's right. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you're great people. Just leave me alone. Um, I'm talking to you, Jim. Not you, Jim, Bob. Our FBI agent's name is Jim. Oh, okay. Mine's Larry, so maybe they're both in here together watching. <laughs> Hi, Larry. Larry, good to meet you. <laughs> uh, check, so let's look at these. I'm sure you're familiar with the weird creatures, dude. We've all seen something. I, like, there's some... I mean, you got everything from, like, dinosaur-like creatures to the Meg to... And then, like, weird, creepy things that you can't see with a naked eye. Oh, my God. Have you seen this squid? The Magnapena squid? This was captured from a deep-sea oil rig. This shit's real. 2007. Gulf of Mexico. Look at that, dude. It's like, this is so creepy. This gives me the jeepers. And it has these. It looks like the thing from uh, uh, War of the Worlds. Like the original. Totally. Oh my god. Look at those tentacle leg things. 
so long. And that's that's super deep too. I bet. Mm-hmm. Seven thousand eight hundred and twenty-eight. I have feet. There's always a bigger fish. Oh my god. Yeah, look at that thing, dude. That that would I mean if I would if I was down there, that thing would terrify the crap out of me. Twenty three twenty three feet. Yeah, and I think its tentacles are even longer than that, dude. That's about ninety percent of its body. Yeah, they don't know anything about it. They're like they probably just like drag their tentacles along the bottom of the sea floor and pick things up. Yeah, the, yeah, I, see that thing. I don't know why it's so creepy, but the way the arms stick out and then dangle just creeps me out. It, oh, that's, I don't know that's, what it is. It looks look every everything that looks like everything in the ocean looks like the Martian, like a, different aliens that we've had in like movies and stuff throughout the years. Like you, that's got to be where they're getting their ideas, bro. Because those things are those things are just creepy looking, and that's not the only one. I know you've seen, and you might have it or whatever, but like like. Like that one that looks like it has a light dangling in front of its face. Oh, yeah. I didn't grab that. But I heard that that, the, the uh, what is it called? I forget the Anglerfish. It, yeah, anglerfish. Those anglerfish like, are actually, like, the like as big as people and, like, or bigger than people. They're the size of, like, bears. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a small bear. An anglerfish is the size of a small bear. And its teeth are like this. That's terrifying. And it has That's that terrifying. dangly in front of it. Like... <laughs> it could probably I mean I'm a tiny guy so it would probably eat me it could probably eat like, your head yeah easy especially if it's bear sized or bigger because <laughs> that's the thing man some of the, we I, I guess we're very de de uh, deceived by pictures sure. let me make sure I'm right no I'm no I believe yeah, you are though but like, I am I think we're very we're very deceived by pictures like we don't think that some of these things are as big as they are right here we go I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. Can you believe that? Oh, whoops. Sorry, guys. Here you go. Terrifying. That's like, wild. I, I oh, yeah. Hills. <laughs> this is so wild. Wait. Anglerfish. Average size. Three and a half feet in length. Or 3.3 feet in length. Yeah, but still. look at I mean, that one that he was up there standing beside, that was... Yeah. Sure, maybe Sure, maybe it's not that long, but it's still big. Yep. So I feel crazy. like I feel like one that size could swallow me. This is alien. 100%. This is not of this world, everybody. Some sick scientist alien made this as a joke. <laughs> or, or, I mean, since the world is 70% water, it is, and we're the aliens. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine. That's terrifying. I thought they were this big. Because you see them in the pictures from these subs, from these deep sea trenches and these deep sea explorations, and there's no banana for scale. There's no lady next to it. So you think, like, oh, that's just the size of, like, your average fish. No. The ocean grows shit massively for some yeah. reason. Because there's so much space, I assume. Sure. It's like a, it's like, it's like a fish in a fish tank. If, you know, you mm. get 
some fish will grow the size of the fish tank or whatever. If they get, if they ain't got a fish tank, like there's there's stories of there's stories of catfish in lakes down here. Actually, oh yeah, uh, we just had a we just had a new state record actually this uh, past week. This dude mm-hmm. caught a hundred and forty seven pound catfish. Was that like a five foot fish? Dude, it's like almost six foot. It's bigger. It 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 that that catfish and me weigh the same amount. Like that that's a giant catfish and there's even you know we've always heard stories growing up around here about ones that are bigger than volkswagen beetles and yeah i believe it i've seen a guy pull out a big catfish before like three four feet yeah well, the biggest one i ever pulled out was like 50 pounds and yeah it was still like a almost three foot catfish like that's a giant catfish noodle that catfish i know right jesus they're not good that big that's for sure oh really Nah, after after fifteen pounds is about the limit you want to go on the size of one you're gonna eat. To be hmm. honest, after that the the it gets a little weird tasting. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Um, this one, so the anglerfish is weird. For those of you who don't know, it uses this little dangly dangly off its forehead area to lure in other fish. They think. Oh no! They actually they filmed it, and then it just eats them really fast. Look at this Macropina microstana moa. Macropina microstoma, the transparent headfish. That's wild looking. It's got a fluid-filled dome on its head. Through its head, we can see its lenses of its eyes. The eyes have a tunnel or barrel shape, and it can be rotated to point either forward or straight up to see right through their head. Huh. Um, that's, that's interesting looking. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite one that I found. Um, well, it, it, look, it looks very nice and calm. Like, it ain't a, almost like the Eeyore of fish. Yeah, it's got a real sad looking face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Eeyore of fish. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little video. Tubular eyes. Green spheres in these. It's nice. It's a nice little fish. I don't think it's massive. It's so weird. It's like, how are you just gonna be transparent right there? Right. Biology is weird, and you can see it's like weird. Of all, pl- of all places, too. Like now, your brain's wide open for everybody to see and get on. I know. It's such a weird design. And it's like he's got his own lights built in. But a lot of those deep sea fish oh, do too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's either highly reflective or actually illuminated. Yeah, bio- bioluminescent or whatever. That one looks happier. It does. So wild. It looks like space. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? There's like... <laughs> All the stuff floating around out in just the vast darkness. So, dude, I remember uh, seeing this video a while ago, and it goes back to when you said you believed that a Leviathan could be real. Yeah. And the first time I saw this video, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really weird. Now I'm way more skeptical. Like, I was always skeptical, but now I straight up don't believe it. But this guy posted a video where he's like, there's something in the ice. Look at this video. It's a Leviathan. It's huge. It's black. It's got an eye right here. I'll play the video, and we'll look at it together. 
it's pretty freaking cool. I'm glad I found this again. So this is Chasing Ice. Um, Exposure Labs on YouTube. These guys went on an exploration and captured the largest ever glacier calving, which is when the glacier breaks off and then falls into the ocean. This is the largest time it's ever happened, ever filled, ever, ever filmed. Somebody get, somebody get the soda. <laughs> when, but other than that, things are fairly well set up here. We've got some continuous time lapse going. It's starting, Adam. I think Adam is starting. Oh wait, Jim, 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 this is the, the big piece is starting to cast. Let me call you back. All that. Okay. Bye. Still going? Yeah. In that V section right there. Holy shit, look at that big bird rolling. All four running, right? Yeah. Look at that. Do you see how, look at the whole thing. So that portion right there, where it looks as if something's coming out and where it's black in the upper left, is one thing that he points out. On the very left and in the middle, see that big black spot? He's like, and of course they cut it right then because there's a Leviathan under the water. I don't know. I think it's ice. Dark ice, but... I mean... Is is there uncut version of the footage out there anywhere? Look at this part, though. Um, no. Not that I'm aware of. Look at this. On the right side, coming out of the ice. Huh. He said this is like the head of that thing. And that there's an eye. That looks like ice to me. Yeah. The video that he showed looked more like a Leviathan, but I had to go out there and find it for myself. <laughs> and but it's so trippy the scale of this event. Sure. And that does look like something breaching the water. It does. And then like it would make sense of why it all broke off. It's because the things like coming through the ice like a submarine does. Yeah. Sometimes four hundred feet tall. Pieces of ice were shooting up out of the ocean 600 feet and then falling. So massive. The only way that you can really try to put it into scale with human reference is if you imagine Manhattan. And all of a sudden, all of those buildings just start to rumble and quake and peel off and just fall over and fall over and roll around. 
this whole massive city just breaking apart in front of your eyes. It is weird that they cut it right when I want to see it. We're just observers. These two little dots on the side of the mountain. And we watched and recorded the largest witness calving event ever caught on tape. It lasted for 75 minutes. Wow. So how scale? This is it before? It's as if the entire lower tip of Manhattan broke off, except that the thickness, the height of it, is equivalent to buildings that are two and a half or three times higher than they are. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty wild. But I mean, you never know that, well, it could have been something coming through the ice. Maybe. They did cut it, all, they did cut it an awful lot. They did. Bastards. And it's like... Edit out the good stuff. I want to see the full hour and a half footage. That's right. Because that'd be cool to watch anyway. I mean, because not many people have ever, you know, are ever going to see that. So why not have the full footage yeah. on there? Maybe someone wants to enjoy that. Right? I, I can't know, imagine. Um, Runder it said, I can't imagine being there. I can't either. It has to be otherworldly, unimag unimaginable. Sure. But it was cold, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Summer said, have you ever seen that movie Tremors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that too many times. That's one movie I have seen. So, I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. Do you think there's a Leviathan somewhere? Could be. I think, like, I think there's animals that know to avoid. They know when you're close and they avoid you. Like Sasquatch. Mermaids? Mermaids. Giant ocean stuff. Loch Ness Monsters. <laughs> I mean, we... Yeah. They claim there's even one of those kind of Loch Ness Monster things down here at the mouth of the Savannah River. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Savannah. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it, the part of it that it's on. The it's like it begins with like a Y, but it's supposed to be like our version of the Loch Ness Monster, and it yeah. hangs out in the river. So wild. And but it's not the only one. Like that's that's another one of those things, like Sasquatch, I guess that you see all over the world, like. Yeah. But then but then you also get, you know we also have a local kind of like point Nemo in the Bermuda oh. Triangle. Oh really? I mean, well think about it cuz everything middle? always everything always vanishes. Well, no, there's an island in the middle. If you use Google Maps, you can see it. Really? Yes, and there was something weird about it actually. I did it the other day uh and I meant I meant to actually tell you about that. This was uh you can see the island from like the Google Maps thing. Yeah, and they they even have a part that has a street view, and there's totally a city out there, even though there's nothing like labeled as there actually being a city out there. That's weird. That could be a glitch or something, because that's happened to me in Antarctica, where I dropped a little man on a little blot dot, and it was like the middle of a bunch of houses with like trees and like greenhouses and like. I did hear a really cool backyard. theory with the with the Bermuda Triangle actually. Yeah. That that it's not. The place that it's marked isn't where it really is. Apparently, it, it like original markings of it, yeah, uh, like in, in old folklore or whatever, point at covering 
all of Florida, actually. Oh, so it covers all Florida, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Oh, I see what you got there, too. Yeah, they say there's pyramids at the bottom of the ocean in the Bermuda Triangle. It would make sense. Glass pyramids in the Bermuda Triangle? That's a new one, sort of. Uh, they I've, say I've seen a little bit about this. It pops up every every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make rounds. People are scanning it, and they say that's a little bit weird. Why are they so interested in the ocean floor? Um, they say that these pyramid shapes at the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle are made out of either glass or quartz, which is the same as the uh, Egyptian pyramids. Um, right? I think so. Um, quartz crystal pyramids. Or it's not quartz, it's granite, but it's like an insulative material is what is similar. 2,000 meters below the surface of the ocean in the Bermuda Triangle is located a strange structure that looks like it's a pyramid. The structure appears to be about 200 meters tall with a diameter of 300 meters on each side. Okay, they're not supposed to call that a diameter unless it's round. Uh, It's made of a glass-like material, possibly quartz or glass itself. It's still undetermined at this point in time. In a size relation, it is bigger than the pyramids located in Egypt. It is determined, however, to be odd and unusual, and the theories of how it got there and what purpose it serves are running rampant. It's uh, interesting. So they say there's pyramids in there. Um, who knows? And I've heard of pyram- I've heard of pyramids under the ocean in like other places too. Like oh yeah, out in the Indian Ocean. Um, out in- Coast of Japan and stuff like that. Definitely, there are, and they're like the ones in um, South America. Yeah, yeah. They're just underwater. Here's some. Uh, actually, I have one more monster before we get into this. Ooh, yay! Um, this is just a creepy video somebody posted. Could be, could be fake. idea it looks like a blob Blob. anyway um weird shit like that happens all something strange um yeah so here's one ancient ruin it's an island and it's like man-made islands we don't know nobody knows what the heck it is but it's an ancient ruin Something strange going on off the coast of the Micronesian island of Ponape. There are these tiny islands, almost a hundred of them, that are remarkably similar and geometrically shaped. The reason is not so clear. Where did they come from? What? Why were they created? Yeah. Huh. One example. Nobody knows. I wonder if there's a... It looks abandoned for sure. But there's definitely pyramids underwater. Guaranteed. 
Oh sure, yeah. I don't. I, I, there's. I, I think. I think there's places that, like even like sunken continents and stuff. You know what I mean? Like we get into weird stuff because you know stuff well, shifts and moves all the time. There's so, yes. There's so much um, <clears throat> underwater ruins. It's actually phenomenal. Um, this isn't in the ocean, but this is what they call China's Atlantis. Yeah. And um, this is an ancient city in China named Lion because Five Lion Mountain loomed large behind it. That's the English version. It has a Chinese name, too. It's called Xi Cheng Zizhang. Hmm. And um, it has been buried beneath water for 53 years. Like a lost Incan city of Machu Picchu, like the lost Incan city of Machu Picchu was rediscovered, so was this lost underwater city that had been founded about 1,300 years ago. Wow. Look, um, it's 85 to 131 feet below um, the lake, Quandao Lake. It was submerged when a dam was constructed and the lake was needed. Hmm. The lake and thousands of islands were made, man-made, Xi Chang... Xi Shang defined the Chinese norm since five gates and five towers were built into the city instead of four. Lion City is about the size of 62 football fields. International archaeologists and a film crew recorded the amazing preservation of the lost ruins. Look at this stonework. Yeah. Look at the carving. Look at the stonework. This is the same kind of stonework that we see in ruins like Machu Picchu. And these yeah. ancient ruins that they say are super duper old and that we have no technology to even know how to construct. Uh-huh. Yeah. The stones look like they fit together perfectly. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that's, that's pretty like awesome looking though. Like, and I've, I've heard there's, I've heard there's something like that in the great lakes area too. Rumor has it. I've heard too. I've heard the bottom of, uh, Lake Powell in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. They, they diverted water to fill it up because it was getting too low, and people say it's because there's, it's not that far from. Um, they say because it's so close to the Grand Canyon, and that there's Egyptian ruins in the Grand Canyon, according to some people, that at the bottom of Lake Powell there's similar ruins, and they diverted water from another lake to Lake Powell in order to keep the levels up, because they don't want that stuff to be found. We have here in Georgia um, the famous Lake Lanier, which mm-hmm. was made by building a dam and burying a whole town and stuff like that. And so there's really not a whole, whole lot known about the town that existed there prior to. And it, it, as, as somebody that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a native Georgia, but I've been a yeah. resident for most of my life. Like, we don't go to Lake Lanier, bro. Like, it's haunted. It's cursed. Yeah, it's cursed. Yeah, that's probably not good. But you never know. Like, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's been like those weird pyramids and stuff like that found in all kinds of places. Like even, even down here, like in in my state, out in random places of the woods. Yeah. Crap. I think it's, pyramids were a, a a thing worldwide at one point. Definitely, we see them everywhere, every continent, I believe. I don't know Australia. Australia is a place of mystery. There's a lot of it that's still un, untouched. 
Yeah. They have a they have an ancient history though. They do. But they also so... do like the like they still have like aboriginals like hanging out out there living off the land. Yeah, and they have they have interesting stuff out there. Like the hieroglyphs out there are unique. And everything wants to kill you. Yeah, truly. Even the, even the cozy little looking koala bear, don't trust him. Really? Drop bear. Oh yeah, they give you they, herpes. Well, they, <laughs> that, that too. But, um, they're, they're, it's it's a it's an Australian thing. From what some of my Australian buddies have told me, they they're out there they call them drop bears, and it's because they'll drop out of a tree on you. Oh, that's creepy. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that scared the hell out of me, dude. All of a sudden, a koala bear in my lap out of nowhere. Yeah, they say the pyramids. Any pyramid I could find in Australia is just covered in plants. Well, if there was, if there was like totally, like pyramid pyramids there, they wouldn't, they wouldn't tell us. Come on now. Nah. They they barely like to tell us about the ones that are here in the United States. Right. So interesting. History's a lie, everybody. I believe that. <laughs> um yeah this she she chang it's like so you guys just decided that you're gonna bury this absolutely amazing city questionable yeah i have a couple more so this is i don't think this is an actual image but pretty much this is kind of um i think i had more i think i had more images let me see this link Oh, yeah, here we go. Nice. Amazing carvings. Right. I can't really make it out, but it's very intricate and ornate, and it's all stone, and there's Chinese carved into the stone. Um, you can see the Chinese letters at the top, some kind of dragon creature here, or dog, I don't know, on top of a lotus flower. The fact that they buried this is just it makes you wonder why like other than their other than their given answer. Yeah. And I have a feeling these ruins are thousands and thousands of years old and that's why they wanted to cover them. Sure. That that sounds like their MO. And I guess they want to do um there's that dragon statue again. They want to do submarine tours for tourists in the area. I mean, I guess you wouldn't have to worry about the submar- anybody from the tour like messing anything up if they're inside of a sub. Right. There's even preserved wood under there. Huh. Wow. That's, e- that's eerie. Like that just dark, wet picture. Like Stone buried. steps. Those steps look perfect. They do. So this is the islands that they built. Very odd. Very. Very odd. And they built all these islands. It's like, did they bury anything? Right. It's like, it's like, wait. So you buried something and then built all these islands here. You, you, you covered it with water and then you made fake islands. And it just happened to be an area where there's an ancient, ancient city. <laughs> Are, with did, did the people that did that are they the people in charge of our government now? <laughs> Only part of the shadow government. 
they're they're only one part of the, they're only one part of the massive equation. Don't worry. Uh, we're all familiar with crop circles. Yeah. The aliens. Ocean crop circles. The aliens put designs in our crops. This is kind of interesting. It's called a marine light wheel. They call it the crop circle of the sea. And a lot of sailors have reported that this, there's this, quote, the versatility of the unknown ge- geometer creating the marine displays seem unbounded. And what it is is a pinwheel-type phenomenon that is light shimmering off the water or even above the water, as sometimes reported okay. in the ocean. Call them marine light wheels. They also call them other things. They also call them, I think, something else. I don't see it here. Um, but it turns out these are actually legit. Um, they also call them submarine light wheels. They have been recorded by mariners for, for more than a hundred years. One source states that they're also mentioned in ancient Indian literature, almost exclusively seen in the waters of the Indian ocean, the Persian Gulf and the China sea, but also reported in the Gulf of Mexico and off of Western Australia, all in close proximity to the latitude 19.5 degrees. A fact hmm. I find interesting. That is interesting. Rotating, it's a gigantic rotating rimless wheel of light seen on or just under the surface of the water. Though there are also a few reports of the phenomenon appearing aerially just above the water's surface. While the source of light itself has been attributed to the bioluminescent marine organisms or Noctuluca milarius, milarius plankton, present in profusion in these waters, what is it that is stimulating them to produce the vast and complex geometrical displays that have been reported? Very interesting. It, maybe it's just plankton putting on a show, but it certainly is mysterious and probably amazing to see. Did you say it's plankton after the Krabby Patty Pat, Soup at the Forum? <laughs> Sorry, I have to. But no, like, like... <laughs> I think that I think because you always hear about spaceships in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So like, so like, is this is this ocean spaceship stuff? Maybe. I don't know, dude. I just I'll tell you what. When they tell me it's plankton, I'm skeptical. Right. right. Off the bat. I'm like, okay, sure, buddy. <laughs> it's 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 little fish that whales eat. Right. <laughs> Can we come up with something a little more not? Just a brush-off argument. <laughs> I know. It's plankton. Right. That's, that's just like one of those things that they say, like, it's, that they just keep repeating. Oh, it's this. Wait a minute. <laughs> you said this was this. <laughs> like, 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 come on, like now they're telling me after I was a kid all these years learning that oil comes from fossil fuels now when you look it up they tell you that it comes from a plankton and then it's then it is re- regeneratable or whatever is that what they're saying now correct when you go to search it on google that's what they're telling me and i there this is becoming a mandela effect they I, I was i have been informed <laughs> that i was never told that that uh oil comes from fossil fuels and what? i was like i was like yes i was i was taught that in school and now it's coming out everywhere that no it is no it doesn't that's not what it comes from it comes from some form of plankton and pressure and shit so 
get I'm, out of town. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I had a I had a complete meltdown about it about two weeks ago, because I was like. I'm not crazy. I grew up I, and I, I even started asking people and everybody backed me up and they were yeah. like, no, bro, you're right. Yeah. That's what they taught us in school, but no, it's not dinosaurs. Wow. You're wrong for thinking it is. Holy crap. We got a couple donations in here. Uh, Just nice. Jules donated a cookie. Thank you. Lindsay donated shades. Awesome. Bells, bells, bells. Uh, throwback to the bells episode. That was a fun one. <laughs> Uh, dude, I don't believe it. I'm gonna have to look into that. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm about to send you a link. Okay. And patriotic Pisces with lots of ice cream for us. Thank you so much. All right. Um, that's unbelievable, my man. Unbelievable. I do think it's renewable, though. I always thought that. Maybe the truth's getting out, and they have to change the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that I can think. Like it. I don't know. It was, but it was. Let's see. I'm, I'm totally trying to look it up while we're talking about. There it is. That's fine. Shoot it over while you do that. I'm gonna look yeah, at this. I, I fucking love science. The worst scientific paper on the whole internet that is completely woke and garbage. Put out this really great article called "Scientists Left Stupefied After Large Underwater Observatory Vanishes Without a Trace," where they had this equipment at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, it says here, for more than six decades, the Bachness Eck Marine Observatory has taken oceanic measures in the Baltic Sea until recently. Last month, transmissions suddenly and unexpectedly stopped. Now researchers are looking for clues after they dispatch divers to the seafloor only to find the remote sensors responsible for taking data measurements have been forcibly removed. And here's the picture where it's just a severed cable. And they said all their equipment just disappeared. It's completely gone. It just disconnected. They went to go check. It's severed and gone. Disappeared. Huh. They have no idea. They're going to replace it. They're just going to replace it. It's just one of those things. Who knows? Right. Like. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Damn ocean. Yeah. Okay, I ain't crazy. I was just looking it up to back myself up again, and it said there is a type of petroleum formed by a plankton layer, depending on the pressure and heat applied or whatever. Like this, it, I sent you one link, and it's trying to break into it a little bit, but they flat out tell you that it coming from dinosaurs was a theory. Huh. We burned 3.5 billion gallons of crude oil per day. That's what they claim. That could fill roughly 265,000 average-sized swimming pools. Uh, like most things, it can be a little unsettling when you think about the origins of petroleum-based lubricants and fuels. Um, essentially, the dark, syrupy substance that runs the modern world was formed over hundreds of thousands of years deep beneath the Earth's crust. The predominant theory is that something, sometime during the Jurassic Age... An unfathomable amount of once living organisms and plant matter settled to the very bottom of the ocean with the ever increasing weight pressures and temperatures inflicted upon the material. Water content was completely removed over time. This resulted in the creation of some of the world's most valued commodities coal, natural gas, and of course petroleum. I don't believe that shit. See? It's like when I went on this it, when I went on this whole thing about it, they were saying 
And there's more links and stuff. Like, I, I advise oh. you to go check this stuff out. But, the, like... The abiotic theory of origin... Of the origin of oil claims that petroleum is a natural substance that the Earth generates consistently. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something I've always, you know, I've, I've always thought, too. Like, there's, like, there's... There's, you get into some Rothschild stuff, and there seems to be some stuff out there. But it, these yeah. these hydrocarbons, like there's, this is something I've been checking out for a little bit, and they're talking about it being, you know, just this form of plankton that kind of dies and sinks to the bottom of the ocean or into different places and stuff like that. And it's, and it's totally like a common thing that happens, hmm. like in the in the ecosystem of the ocean daily. That's why there's so many drilling sites and stuff out in the ocean. And like the, they it's say, a whole other thing to dive into for sure. Like I've been looking into it for a little bit now because I was like, I got mad because I was like, wait a minute, why are you telling me that it's coming from this when I was yeah. always told it come from dinosaurs? Uh huh. And then they fully pump all the uh, oil out of the ground at a location, only to revisit it later when all of a sudden it fills back up. I've heard this too. They're like, oh, it's out, and they're like, oh, it refilled. There's still a little yeah. bit in there again. It's like, wait, excuse me. Wait, what? Um, I mean, right. they told our great grand they told our great great grandparents back in like the grandparents, great grandparents, depending on your age, I guess, back in like the '60s and '50s that they were going to run out of gas in ten years. Yeah, they've been saying that. They just keep moving the goalposts. They don't know because they're lying. Yep. Facts. We actually ran out of oil in 2012. Sure. <laughs> sure. When the world ended. Um. Oh, you mean? Oh, well, I mean, according to the Ethiopian calendar, that would have been 2020. Uh oh. Uh oh. Not again. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, well, because because you know the, Ethi- the Ethiopians don't use our calendar; they use the original Earth calendar. Oh no. And according to them, 2020 was 2012. <laughs> That's that's a trip right there, um, but we started talking about oil and everybody's getting disturbed and having PTSD moments. Well, that's fun. I'm sorry because they're remembering their last gas station trips. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's also this really cool ruin here, Atlantis of Japan. The mysterious Atlantis of Japan. I think they have pyramids here. It's these very strange, massive rock structures that have right angles, stairs, shapes, and whatnot. Divers have explored them. They can't explain them. They say it's probably just a natural rock formation from the currents. But we believe it's an ancient civilization. Um... This is it from oh, wow. a cartoon perspective. It's very interesting. Sure, that's sure. Those those those, those right angles are just so uh, yeah, so naturally forming. And like the doorways that are all right angles. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was totally that was totally done by you know just the ocean's current going in and out. Don't question it. Yeah, they're like there's these ruins all over the coasts from Japan to the States to South America, uh, everywhere globally. And they always say the same thing. Oh, here's the ancient underwater pyramid. Look familiar. Oops. It does look familiar. 
Look at that. They say, oh, earthquake put it underwater, tsunami sank the land, all these kinds of stupid things. I'm like, come on. No. How? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't I don't think it was it. built there, no. I don't think it was built there either, but I don't think it sank. Not like they're saying, no. I don't, uh, yeah. I think um, it's more ancient than they want anybody to believe. That's just me. Or, um, or, or, or there was something that happened, and you know, things sunk in a recent, in a recent reset, like the mud uh, flood. Maybe. I have no idea. Oh, I know. Just, I like to speculate. Maybe. Nothing wrong with speculation. That's right. Here's underwater photos revealing secrets of legendary, a uh, legendary lost city of Her Heracleon. Um, the Lost Kingdom of Cleopatra. This mysterious legendary city is submerged in Egypt's Abakir Bay near Alexandria. They found a lot of um, artifacts and carvings, gold, statues, broken statues. He's measuring the leg of a statue right here. A diver. A sphinx with its eyes open. <laughs> Did you hear about the sphinx? Yes. People are saying it closed its eyes. I heard. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to confirm that. Everything I know is it has its eyes open. Yeah. But I mean, I heard about that too. Like, Your voice is real, extremely low. Oh, sorry. I've, yeah, I've heard about that too. I was like, huh? Like, what? You know, what's going on there? Like. Yeah, I'm not sure what this is. Broken statue. Man. Oh, this is the lion from, I want to say, the Japanese one. The Japanese city. I don't know how that got in here. Interesting. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But yeah, look at this shit. Oh my god. Big ass Egyptian statue. Amazing, dude. Little sunken mini Egypt. Little sunken mini Egypt. They pulled this black granite slab put it back put it back out (laughs) (laughs) and it has all these hieroglyphs all over it i wonder i don't know if they've ever translated it they i I feel like they need to put it back because when they start removing things (laughs) that look like that from places (laughs) it's time to call nick cage because something's going crazy yeah french marine archaeologist frank gaudio explains text on the stele of Heracleon on the barge in Alexandria. Actually, they did oh wow, this black granite's beautiful. And I guess they got the name of the site off of this tablet. Okay. Actually. Huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I agree. You don't see granite like that though, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it really is. And it's in like perfect condition. So wild. It just, I wonder what else is there. Like, if they start digging all this out and clearing all the dirt, what is there? It's got to just be a massive um, site. I I imagine there's tombs in there that they they probably couldn't even begin to find because they're so deep in there. Seriously, dude. Seriously. 
Just think about how deep the tombs were in like the pyramids and stuff that they have found. Like, good lord. And, and this is underwater, then underground. Yeah. Good luck. Um, we were talking last night on Fringe After Dark with the Red Pill family about energy theories on energy creation and things like that. And in my research of this stuff, I started, I was just on that this morning and I was like, why don't we just make like, um, put a device at the bottom of the ocean that has a valve that lets in the pressurized water and then collects that energy and transports it to the land for us to use. Right. Right. And then I did a little bit of research and son of a gun using water pressure at the bottom of the ocean to store energy Norwegian research scientists are now working with on the concept of storing electricity at the bottom of the sea the energy will be stored with the help of high water pressure it's an idea invented by a German engineer who has spent much of his professional life working in aerospace technology Rainer Schramm inventor and founder of the company Subhydro AS said Imagine an opening imagine opening a hatch in a submarine underwater. The water will flow into the submarine with enormous force. It is precisely this energy potential which we want to utilize. Many people have launched the idea of storing energy by exploiting the pressures of the seabed, but we are the first in the world to apply a specific patent pending technology to make this possible. Yeah, so I thought they had an image, I guess not. Um or it's not loading. Um so it's a thing. Interesting. I love it. Encouraging. It really is, though, because I mean that's I mean that's one of the instances where they are doing something, you know. At least it sounds smart. Yeah, but as soon as he to does the regular it, MO. he gets it done, and then he becomes the victim of the next mass shooting. <laughs> I mean, you know, driving two hundred miles to hydrogen <laughs> car. <laughs> That's not funny, but it is. It's um, not funny, but it's true. <laughs> it's so true. Look it up. Yeah, don't research that, everybody. Um, that's pretty much all I got for today, dude. You got any other tidbits or last words for tonight's show for the wonderful people? I mean, I think I think I, I think we should all like totally do some all kinds of research into the ocean that you can find out there. There's all kinds of neat ghost stories and creature stories. Ghost ships. Oh stories. fuck, I forgot the yeah, ghost dude, ships. We didn't even get into ghost ships, and there's tons of those out there, like good stories about them too, and even some, you know, like caught on camera. So like it's it's a real thing. So yeah, I love it. Um, if you guys find anything cool, or you're like, how did you guys not even talk about this thing? Send it to us in the Social Red Pill app, socialredpill.com, yeah. and also pay a visit to Jim Bob Oval Shorts over there on unconstitutionalawakening.com, unconstitutionalawakening.com. Also find him on Rumble. Uh, UATV UATV and watch the podcasts and enjoy it and uh, show them some love over there Um, we're always welcoming you in about 40 minutes Joshua Reed and David Whitehead are going to be live with episode 6 I believe of the Mars Chronicles so I'll see you guys there uh, assuming most of you will probably be there and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. You guys are awesome. 
Yeah, USOs, mutant volcano sharks. I did hear about that volcano. Have you heard about the volcano? Shark volcano? Underwater yes. volcano? I don't know. Underwater, yeah. yeah. With sharks. Anyway, thank you all for joining. Thank you for the donations. Um, we'll be back here, same bat place, same bat time, next Saturday for another episode of Makes You Think, uh, followed by another episode of Marsh Chronicles. I guarantee you that. Um, also tune in during the week if you want to hear the news and events of the morning and the news and events of the evening with our show's morning coffee and our show the daily dose with joshua reed um and our friday show uh makes you uh, i'm sorry the friday show conversations on the fringe with joshua reed last night uh we had bruce olive's bruce olaf solheim an absolute legend here at the Red Pill Project. Another fantastic episode. If you missed that, you might want to go back and check it out. Bruce and Josh go deep into um, like the mind and reality, and it's beautiful. So check it out, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in again. We'll see you soon. Peace. And thank you, Jim Bob. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>